Welcome back to the Total Focus Podcast. I'm your host, Paul. Our sponsor of the week is Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Productions. No matter if you need photos or video, they are the team to get the job done. No matter if you need professional headshots for your job, if you need wedding photos, if you have an upcoming project and you need some video assistance for a wedding or commercial, they are the guys to get the video jobs done. So no matter if you need photos or videos, Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Productions is the team to get the job done. Our special guest this week is the wonderful Laura Ariana, Miss Santa Monica, USA, 2021. What a phenomenal human being. I think you're 100% going to be motivated by listening to her. She's a phenomenal woman, actress, writer, which I didn't even know until interviewing this incredible person. And then also on top of it, she's in a phenomenal pageant contestant, finishing twice in the top 10 and top five, top five. So she's a superstar. You definitely need to pay attention to this person. She's going to be an incredible pageant winner in the future. Just stay tuned. And welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. Oh, it's incredible to have you on the show. I, I was so excited to have some California uh, candidates that are competing for Miss uh, Miss California on the show. So I was really excited to, to have you on the show and get your perspective, especially all of the really exciting modeling you're doing and all the things mm -hmm. that you're working there. So to be honest, we haven't really had a lot of actors on the show. So I would love to give your perspective on how you think the industry is going and how, um, and any advice you could give to our listeners, because, you know, clearly to my, in my opinion, you know, you're definitely living the dream. You're in California. <laughs> you, you've been on uh, daytime television, you know, you're pursuing your career, which is awesome, you know, <laughs> and you're super young. So like, I mean, you have such a long life to live and you're already living it. So. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. I, I often have to remind myself, um, what's the saying? Um, I used to remember the days that you prayed for the things that you have now, because it's so easy to get caught in the go, go, go. And what's the next thing? And I love this, but there's so much more just to get excited and wrapped up and ready for, you know, what's to come. You have to take that time to step back. And like you said, you know, you're, you're living your dream and you're doing it. So it's definitely a, a must that I should do a lot more. So thank you for reminding me of that today. <laughs> no, it's, I just think it's, you know, we had an opportunity to talk off camera for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the things that I noticed that was really great is that you've already achieved so much in the previous mm -hmm. state that you lived in mm -hmm. and doing so well. And now you've come to California and you've really blossom so it just shows that you're in the right industry and you're you're doing what really is geared to you like if someone's a great plumber you know after they find out that they're a great plumber you know they excel at it it's, it seems like acting and modeling yeah. is definitely what you were born to do definitely and it very much progressed into that. I started off my early life thinking I was going to be a writer and I still enjoy doing that 
But just one thing led to another, and my writing led me to create a mentoring program. My mentoring program led me to see the platforms available in the pageant world. So I did the pageants. The pageants led me to my first agency, and I'm still involved in all of that. So it's just a, a, prog- a progression of knowing yourself, loving what you do, and diving further into it. And then you find the place where you fit in best, which for me is here, modeling and acting. So where's the intersect? Are you modeling at a young age? Did you get in the pageantry? What, what comes first and, and how early did you start? Was this something you started in middle school, high school? I got my first ever headshots my senior year of high school but I didn't really pursue it until I was 17 was when I signed with my first agency in Michigan, which was Unique Models. And that was after I had done Miss Michigan Teen USA. So it all started around then my end of my junior year, beginning of my senior year of high school. Actually, I think end of my senior year. I'm sorry. End of my senior year of high school. So is the intersect really um, pageantry that really per- progressed your whole your whole industry and, and got you on your path or is it something else that allowed you to to really jumpstart everything pageantry's really been the foundation it's definitely where it started for me to where the the life that i had and then the life that i was going to have this life really did intersect there and since then pageantry has been kind of the foundation that i go back to i love how much the the pageant world aligns with who I am and who I want to present myself as in the modeling world, in the acting world. It's really something that I think has been the, the pivotal point. And like I said, I keep going back to it. That's why I keep competing in the Miss USA state system. I just, I love it. Now we, we did an interview and we had to, we had some audio difficulty. So we were redoing this interview. So mm-hmm. um, one of the things I remember you saying in our previous interview is mm-hmm. that we really broke down how you got into it. So you've done other pageants and that's how your mother, um, your mother wasn't really into it. Right. From what I recall, is that correct? Is that how the story went? The story went that my mother really wanted, um, what do you say? Uh, like a, a girly girl, a daughter. I was more of a, a daddy's girl and uh, a tomboy. And I was a little bit of just a, a spunky kind of crazy kid. And this, pageant flyer came to the house and my mom was like I signed you up you're doing it she didn't sign me up she just told me that she did and my initial reaction was you know I don't like this that's not like me it sounds so silly but I decided if I'm not going to like something I'm going to know for a fact why I don't like it so hey I'm going to do it and that was my first pageant I ever did which was um, NAM the state pageant of NAM and I, there was like 50 to 100 contestants. I won Miss Congeniality. So I got the little bug for it. Actually, my dad took me to the orientation, which is so funny. My mom told me I was going to do it, but my dad took me. And um, like I said, I won Miss Congeniality. I got the bug, went back, did a, a MAC pageant. I won the state there, went to nationals. Next year, I did Teen USA and placed top 15. Then that's where I kind of got into the USA system. But, you know, the thing that I'm... I made a big to do on our previous interview and Mm -hmm. I'm going to do now is that Mm -hmm. you won congeniality, which means that you won over all the contestants, which is the hardest part because 
everyone's competing against everyone and they thought that you were so i mean to me that's a bigger reward from a pageant society mm-hmm. thing that all of your colleagues think that you're so incredible so to me that mm-hmm. already shows that like like you're on the path like you didn't win the pageant that year because the judges didn't like the way you whatever like the the outfit it was my first ever pageant right. yeah right <laughs> but like but the the all the contestants are like she's a dime like she's a superstar she just needs to be you know polished you know i mean yes. I, that's how i would look at it especially your first year you know because when your yeah. colleague when your colleagues say that you're great you know that that's pretty awesome especially your first year Exactly. And in, in pageantry, it's so important to be authentically yourself because everyone can tell in a second if you're not. And that's something that people just outside of the pageant world, but especially inside of the pageant world, are very drawn to somebody who is authentic and themselves. And that's kind of that goes to show how well I am going to say fit in, but how much this whole world fit me because I did feel very much myself. The contestants like it. I've actually won um, Miss Congeniality later also in the miss michigan usa system if for a couple of the prelims and like you said it is a big honor it's always it's always made me extremely happy and those times that i've won miss congeniality have been the times when i've felt most like myself had the most fun backstage well hey because you're pursuing Mm -hmm. acting Mm -hmm. that should really make you feel like you're winning the audience because if you do a drama or you're Mm -hmm. doing an action or you're doing a you're doing some kind of um, television where you have to interact even if it's a movie the audience has to like you or you have to be hated which is is the same thing you have to make them hate you know it's really hard to make someone hate you too so right mm-hmm. so that that's a talent so, so that just yeah, shows it, how that's just to me it just shows do you think that's a natural thing that you per, that you just ooze that you put that out or do you think there's something that you've learned along the way I think I've always been very much myself and very much been okay with being a little bit too much and too loud and maybe too dramatic and crazy and to feel my emotions and to take up my space in a room. That's always been extremely natural. As I got older, which you think it would be backwards, you think you'd be shyer when you're younger, um, more yourself when you're older, I ran into the opposite problem recently where in the past couple years I was wondering you know, what, what's wrong with me? Am I a little too much? Am I a little too loud? Do I need to tone myself down to fit in here or there? And that actually did not help with acting because what, when you're acting, you're not supposed to play a different character. You're supposed to play who you are, who, how you would act in this role. So how can you do that if you're not comfortable with yourself? So acting and really practicing my auditions, going to the classes, helped bring me back out of that little funk and Right now, I feel more like I felt when I was a kid and okay with being myself. I just had an audition the other day, um, yesterday, I believe. And it was one of the better auditions that I've ever had because I felt like... Well, that's really good I, because yeah. <laughs> because our, our last interview, you were still feeling a little challenged in that respect. So it's, it's good to hear that you feel like you're coming out of that that funk. Absolutely. Yes. And it's been a a process that I've been working on over the past 
a couple months. And like I said, our last interview, that was something I had struggled with a little bit more. And it's seriously every week I've, I've been noticing some progress in myself. Everybody falls and has some bad self-esteem times. Everybody doubts himself from here and there. And it is a hard and long process to get back from if you do fall down that, that little hole, but it's very possible. And I've just, I'm very proud of myself at how far I've been progressing and how quickly to get back to myself so I can do my job the best I can and so I could be the happiest that I can be. Now, I think I did mention that, you know, I think you're being way too hard on yourself because I think the entire world became in a funk so or, or just became a little hard on themselves. So I think I think we need to have some perspective like, no one expected to literally live in their house for a year. So um, I think right. that a lot of this will preside, you know, and, and go away with just the opportunity to leave your house and see people and be able to go out to dinner with people and just be able to communicate people face to face because. Oh, absolutely. People need that interaction and the, right. the social aspect to life. Even if you're like me, who is generally a loner, I like to sit at home and write and hang out with my cats. But I did uh, have the opportunity to go out and hang out with some new friends a couple, like last week, I think. And that helped a lot. And I've been talking to friends more. I've been getting out. And it's crazy how much that does help, how much we've been deprived of that without even realizing it and how much it does affect your day to day. And then looking back, your overall just, um, uh, I'd say emotions. So th that's been an, a big improvement being a little bit more social. Yeah. And you know, I, you know, this is always a challenge. I mean, and on top of it, you're in your early twenties. So early twenties is always challenging. And on top of it, you're competing mm -hmm. for one of the most prestigious, pageant mm -hmm. titles in the entire country so you have that mm -hmm. other ongoing stress along with just being an actress in california and you know in hollywood where mm -hmm. they have all those ongoing stresses so now one of the things that you pointed mm -hmm. out this time that i didn't hear last time was mm -hmm. you you actually did a pageant between that and you went you actually represented the state so that's even that just even shows more like how you're a natural at it do you do you find that do you do you feel that you're a natural at pageants or or do you think you you have something that you've picked up like do you pick up things really easily or do you have someone that you lean upon because that just is really remarkable that mm -hmm. in your first pageant you had got congeniality the second pageant mm -hmm. you did you won a state pageant and you, you competed at nationals which is a great experience and then mm -hmm. you made top 15 on your third pageant for usa right for yeah, teen years, so right, right, I was right, still in the right, team. right, right, exactly. And then, but that's my, still great. Like in three uh, years, you literally—that's that—that's good. Like, I mean, I would say in three years, were you happy with that? I was happy. I was excited, and I was ambitious. And I do, I did continue within the system or within the the pageant world because I did feel naturally drawn to it. I like who I am on stage. I like who I am when I'm preparing. I like being able to be expressive and to be able to just expand on all aspects of my personality that I feel in other, in other parts of the world, I might feel the need to dull down. I like that I don't have to do that there. So there was a very natural 
uh, attraction to it and a natural feeling that goes along with it. But I am a quick learner. And just like anything else, you can be naturally good at something, but you have to put time and effort into it. You do have to work on stuff that even you're naturally good at, even acting, even writing, even all of your nat- anything that's naturally comes to you. I played soccer growing up and I was so naturally good at that, but you still have to go to your practices, to training, to the ODP camp. So there's there's a bit of both of that, but it's a, a big thing to find what you're naturally good at and to be okay with failing at it, which I think people find really hard to do with something they are naturally very talented with. Once you fail at something you're very naturally talented or feel as you fail, it's a big discouragement because you think, hey, I should be good at that. I, I shouldn't be here. You know, I should be doing better. So it's 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 a little bit of both. Know that you have natural talent and natural ability to do something, but just know that obstacles come. There are ups and downs. And every time that something doesn't go your way, it means that you have the opportunity to improve and expand. So you mentioned that you played sports. So do you think mm-hmm. sports play any role in being in like a men- a good mental state when you were younger or being in good shape? Or do you think it, that sports in any, in any accord are just a good thing to, to really add to that pageant um, experience and mm-hmm. also training? I think all, all competition and anything that you have to be competitive in and mix focus with getting physically fit and physically ready is a wonderful thing for children to have. It's a wonderful thing for adults to have when you're in a a competition mind state, you, and as long as you know that, and if you're in a a competition mind state, you're competing to be better than yourself. If you're excited about something, you're yes, you want to beat the opponent as in soccer, but you want to feel good. You want to do better. You have this whole mixture, like I said, of physical and mental where you're, you know, being your best self, you're excited, you have your adrenaline, you are just overall healthy. And that's something that creates a mindset to push yourself in the best ways possible. And if you have that when you're younger, and you grow up with that, it's a huge asset to have as an adult before I'm going to do the pageant, I'm going to get back into boxing, because I like the mindset that I'm in when I'm when I'm pushing myself, when I'm training, when I'm doing something that's hard and makes me sweat and makes me have to wake up early, you know? So I think it's, it's a wonderful thing. And a pageant, just like any other sport is a competition. Well, I mean, and also you get the benefit of it sculpting your arms and, and giving you that really defined lines with the arm. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. there are those pluses too. So absolutely. I think that your physical, um, your physical appearance is a big reflection of your mental health. So when you are, in that right state of mind to be able to get up to, I mean, obviously working out makes you fit, but when you have the other aspects of it, like I am going to eat healthy today, I'm going to work on myself. I'm going to do this and that habit, which is going to make me look good. You're of course, your body's going to react to that in a positive way. And you're going to keep your muscle a lot better. You're going to get more toned. You're going to overall look better and glow as well as just feel better. So, you competed in teen several times in... I competed in, te- yeah, two other teen pageants, uh, or one junior teen, two junior teens, I'm sorry, and then Teen Michigan once, and then Miss Michigan. Okay. And then each time you've done really well in Michigan, right? You, I think the last time you we talked about this, that you you really, you you made like top, top five in the Miss category, is that correct? I made, yes, I made top five in the Miss category my first year, 
which got me very excited to go back um, through my courses of uh, the time competing at the Miss Michigan pageant. Um, after that, I did place uh, first runner up. And then you, and then you even, then you even outdid yourself and you, okay. So, and I think I remember saying something to the fact that you, the, the best part about, it just shows that like, this is something you can do. So, Mm -hmm. so do you feel that like, is that why you can keep on going back to pageants that you felt like that you just need to finish that accomplishment, uh, you know, fill finish everything out? Or would you be happy if, if you never won a title? So I do feel as if I want to feel finished I by the time I'm done with pageants. Does that necessarily mean that I need to go to Miss USA? No, it means that I want to feel complete in whatever I started this, this journey for, which is overall to, to find myself to be better to be a better person, to be a, a stronger me, to align within my acting and modeling and to kind of find myself and, and figure myself out. And as long as I can get to that point, I've, I will be happy ending my pageant career without going to Miss USA or without winning another state title or going to another nationals. But I do believe that if I am fully myself and if I do accomplish the inner work that I want, too from my pageant training that that is a definite possibility and that's something that's exciting as well to me that all three of these really intersect with what you're currently doing you're pursuing modeling acting and then Mm -hmm. you want to win a pageant title do you Mm -hmm. think that if you weren't pursuing acting or modeling do you think there would still be this big emphasis in pageantry or do you feel very connected to pageantry on its own I believe there still would be a connection to pageantry because like I mentioned, my initial introduction to the pageant world was through the platform. So I started a mentoring program when I was in high school that actually received two national awards. And it was this mentoring program that taught middle school age girls how to identify your goals chase your dreams, lay out a realistic timeline. And that was something that I was able to present at a pageant. That was something that I found other girls were very like-minded within their own platform and doing their own community service work. And that alone is a, is a good enough attraction to the pageant world to, to keep pursuing it. And many girls do go into the pageant system and compete solely for the purpose of their platform. So I have a few different reasons and a few different ties. I like to have three reasons for anything that I'm very passionate about. And within the pageantry, that's, that's definitely what I found. So I think without modeling and acting, I still would be interested in it just so I could expand on my platform and share my mentoring program. Uh, well, did you mention, I, did you mention the, the name of your platform and the, cause I didn't hear you say that. So it is, it is called girls with goals and we focus on um, taking middle school age girls and helping them, identify a goal, lay out a realistic timeline, and use this not only as a way to show how to lay out a goal and how to achieve something, but also as a form of self-discovery to figure out this is what I want. Why do I want it? What does it say about me? If I go into this direction, will I find myself more? So there's a, a few layers to it. But at the end of it, the girls come out very fully prepared with this is how I lay out 
a goal that I want. And this is the process that I need to be able to achieve it, which involves, you know, breaking it down into a realistic timeline, um, accounting for any obstacles, laying out any cost, any effect, any side goals or the smaller missions that you would need to do to accomplish it while making sure that while you focus on this goal, you are still productive and happy in the other aspects of your life. And is this something that you've put together yourself? Yes, fully oh, by myself. Wow, that's awesome. Thank you. Yes, it took years of research. <laughs> and I was on the phone with a therapist, with um, child psychologists. I was doing a lot of, of Google searches, a lot of talking to principals and teachers, as well as mentors and looking through uh, the Forbes most successful, you know, these are the habits. This is what somebody does. So I did that for a couple years as far as my preparation. And then I launched the program a couple years after. So it should have took, it should have taken two years. I spent four years on it. Well, this would be a great thing to really be able to use um, Miss California's platform to really boost that because you could really help a lot of women that want mm -hmm. to achieve more young ladies that want to achieve, you know, if you, you've done all this research and you can help them to really narrow down what, is the best course for them to be successful and to do the and to find their career that that would be really helpful i mean is Absolutely. that what you're, is that your thought behind it my, my thought is that goal setting is the process of self-discovery every time you have a goal and you make actual tangible steps to reach it you learn more about yourself and anybody who knows more about themselves whether they change their their goal, whether it's a big one or a small one, it's a long-term future goal or it's a short-term, I just want to do this in the next couple months, you will learn something about yourself. And anybody who knows more about themselves, know what their mission is and what their intent is, is a, is a stronger person because you have more of that self-awareness. And that's more so the overall goal to help teach these girls, yes, of course, how to find a goal. But like I said, with the layers, also you're stronger the more you know yourself and the more you want to know yourself. And that's something that I think has the legacy and the longevity that hopefully will stick with them. I just wanted to take one second from this great interview and talk about our sponsor of the week, Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Productions. No matter if you're planning a wedding, a special event, or you just need an amazing headshot, they are the team to get the job done. You can reach out to them at 443-422-3830. Again, that's 443-422-3830. Or you can go just go right to their website at mavpp.com. Now let's get right back to the show and listen to this great interview. So at this point, you've now transitioned from Michigan to Detroit to uh, California. So how mm -hmm. did that transition go? Was the goal always to do that? Or after doing very well in the pageantry world? Did you get that itch that you wanted to go to California? How, how does that come about? And then how did you make the connection with doing a, a California pageant? Because that's a huge leap. I mean, you're going from a small pond into a large, large lake or a river <laughs> or, or um, ocean. So Absolutely. Um, that's so funny that you use that terminology because recently I was in an interview. And, um, I'm sorry, I was in an audition actually. And they asked me to describe myself by using an animal. 
it just came to me really quick, but it stuck with me. I said, I'm, I'm a shark. I'm not mean. I'm not vicious. I'm not scary, but I expand to the size of my environment. And then when it's time to move on, I, I look for a bigger pond. And that's kind of how I felt in, in Michigan. I loved the opportunities that I had. I loved my friends, my life and the career that I had, but I felt like it was time for me to go do something else. I'm a very strong believer in following your instincts, trusting your gut, trusting yourself. And I know when it's time to leave and time to move on. And it was just one of those, one of those times when, like I said, it's, it was just your instinct. And I really much felt like a, a shark that had grown to my environment. And I was looking for, like, it's no longer a pond, but a, a lake. <laughs> do, you, do you feel that the challenges that you have now are going to be challenges for the rest of your life? Or do you think you're going to need a larger pond or a larger lake? Like, like, or do you think that this is, this is always, there's going to be lots and lots of revolving changes, opportunities, or do you think that you're going to have to seek other opportunities in the future too? I believe that everybody grows their entire life. We grow from the second we're born till our last day. And I think that that's something that can mean as much as you want it to. If you always want to expand and grow and get, and go bigger within whatever career you're doing with whatever ambition you have, you fully have the capability to because we always have the opportunity to grow and do more. And that's something that I have fun doing. So for right now, I see myself very happy with where I am, but very excited for what's to come and for other opportunities, bigger opportunities, but it, it all happens in time. You have to trust your timing. So I guess the, what, is there any difference between competing in, um, um, I guess some people consider Michigan to be a East coast city. Some people consider it the Midwest. Mm -hmm. Is there any, mm -hmm. what's the similar, I mean, are the pageants basically the same in California compared to that? You know, I, I'm sure it's operated exactly the same way, but like, is the feeling the same way or is it, there's a more pressure? Or... It's a different feeling. It's a different place. It's a different environment. And every different state has something different to offer. And you can see that within the pageants at national um, level, any national competition you go to, every state has their own style because every, every place has their own style. Everybody's coming to represent from a different background and from a different, like I said, environment. So it is different. And I do feel more comfortable here if in an odd way, if that makes sense. I know it's a, it's a little bit scarier and it has a little bit more of a, a bigger, um, what would seem to be a bigger and scarier competition, but I feel very happy because I'm happy within my career more so than I was before. I'm happier with, my um, living environment. I'm happier with my personal life and I just feel a lot more comfortable here. So it is different, but it's still just as good, if not better. I would assume that you feel more talented and more prepared by working with even more harder competition. The, the old saying steel can only sharpen steel kind of the philosophy. Absolutely. I, I love, I love that saying. And it's, it's very true. It, you, you push yourself when you have to, I find within myself too. I like most people, when 
it's a slow day, you get a little lazier. You know, what's in motion stays in motion. What's not stays at rest. So definitely when you have that little fire that's lit under you, you have the opportunity to push yourself harder, which is a great feeling. And that's definitely something I'm feeling. So what what's your thought right now? Like how, how have you competed several times in California? What's what? No, this will be my first time competing in California. So you're really like, this is a, now how many more opportunities do you have um, to compete in USA? Do you have several years still available on the clock? I have two more years to compete, but I'm not sure if I would continue. Like I said, I do just want to end my pageant career feeling the best about myself that I can. And right now I feel very good. So no matter what happens, I think that this might be my last year. And then I'm excited to move on to shift my focus to something else. Well, I, and like we started this, um, your, your actual acting career is really, um, taking off. Um, you had put on your Instagram. So I guess we can talk about you were on a game show and, and Mm -hmm. that's, that's a really great experience. And they, um, from what you, said earlier that um they actually personally asked you to come on the show so that that's pretty awesome that, that <laughs> they're asking you to be a part of that that's got to be pretty rewarding that you feel do you do you feel rewarded by that that like they definitely are asking for a talent like you to be on their show yeah i feel like i i've done um, my job just as a model or an actor being somebody who from what you can see on paper and on through the headshots and through work um, by that alone, you know, someone, Hey, you would be good for this job. Um, that's all you can pretty much hope for. So definitely when something reaches out to you, uh, when someone reaches out to you and you know, it wasn't a paid job. It was a little ga- It was a game show, but it's still fun but, to but know no, that like, the- Hey, you're an entertaining person. Come and be on. Okay. Come, now like, you're totally downplaying this. It's one of I'm, the longest. I'm definitely wrong- not. <laughs> no, it's to- no, no, it's totally, it's one of the longest daytime uh, game show. The only thing that it's wrong is longer is uh, the price is right. So yeah, no, it was an amazing opportunity. I don't, I'm not, no. I mean, I know, I know you've done mm-hmm. other things you, uh, um, you had mentioned, yeah, but, but this isn't something that they ask you to be on because you're an actor. There's just everyday people on it, which of makes course. it so fun, big personalities. So I like being able to be chosen for my big personality. Of course. Right. No, I, um, the, the thing that, um, I just thought it was such a cool thing because, uh, it, it's fun to dress up, you know, um, when uh, uh, let's make a deal is such an iconic show. the the uh, the origin the or- origin of the doing the dress up was that um, people wanted to get picks, so they would continue dressing in weirder and weirder outfits. So it's just a very iconic game show. That's if awesome. you don't know the story <laughs> behind it, um, so now you you've also done a lot of pilots too. So like, w- how does that? Do you feel that those are good practice for you? Do you feel like doing a pilot and, mm-hmm. and going through that process does? Do you think that helps you with pageants? Do you feel like all those pressures? Because th- I mean, I would assume that there's similar types of pressure. Like you have to go into a room with a a bunch of people that you may not know. You have to win them over and get you to let them um, hire you to, to do the pilot and and all that kind of stuff and all the stress that goes along with it. 
Yeah, there's definitely similarities. You have to be right for the job as you are. They have to see you and know you fit, but they also have to kind of just fall in love with you in two seconds and be like, hey, I want to work with you. Um, and it's it's hard right now with the audition process being so odd, which I think it's going to stay this way where you're doing most of your auditions through self-tapes. But I actually just got um, a rejection email from a pilot, which I was so nice because they never send the rejection emails. You just never hear back from them. And I got it just a minute before you we got on this interview, actually, and my agent sent it over because they said, hey, let Laura know she made this a very difficult decision. We did not see the character the way that she did it. And that was just an amazing thing. We, we hadn't pictured the character done the way that she did it. We really liked it. We did go in a different direction, but we hope to work with you soon. I mean, do you you think that's some great feedback? Because absolutely, because because they usually don't give you feedback. So that that's pretty awesome, right? Getting, getting any feedback is great. And then hearing that the feedback came because they liked your style of doing something that's really that's a really good feeling even though it seems like a rejection would be a bad thing it's it was uh it made me feel good i mean to me i would take it the totally other way i would totally take it as a positive because it means you're definitely hitting the right the right beats you know it's like Mm -hmm. music is it fair to equate it to a really good sounding song and then you just need to be in harmony and like you're you're yeah you're you're just you're almost there. Like you're maybe you're you're just one beat off. Because if if the if the if the casting director is saying that we rethought the entire um, character based on on the way you, I mean that's performed. Per, yeah, <laughs> that's pretty. Like we're gonna change the whole character. I mean that's pretty awesome, right? It is. It's very awesome. It's and with with booking work. It's a numbers game. I do oh, yes. so many, so many, so many auditions. And I, I try to post as much as I can for on Instagram for the work I do or the auditions. But it's gotten to the point recently where I can't keep up. But I, um, with posting, I will every now and then. But it's a lot, a lot, a lot of auditions for the opportunity to get a few callbacks for the opportunity to book one job. So it's definitely a numbers game. And it's just you will match up with the right role, with the right booking, with the right production and cast and crew and everything will line up just as long as you keep putting yourself out there and if you are authentically yourself if you're feeling good in the roles that you're doing the right roles will come a lot quicker i don't think you're being fair to yourself because aren't you also a lot of times you're in nda so you can't even talk about certain stuff right so like yeah so like i think i think whatever opportunities you have the opportunity to post on you know, you shouldn't feel you shouldn't feel that you're not giving your audience um, enough insider information. Like you know, mm-hmm. you you got to take care of uno 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 first before you know, you know, like mm-hmm. you know, I and I I know you feel that way. I just like I don't I don't think you right. need to, I, I just feel yeah, bad it's, that, like okay you feel to... I just feel no, like bad a... that, like you're trying to justify to like the audience like you know like I didn't post that much, but like I think. It's hard for people that aren't in the industry and they wonder why you don't post anything and then you're talking about all this stuff. But right. <laughs> when you're when you're in the industry, you understand that like everyone has to sign an NDA. You can't talk about anything unless mm-hmm. it's completely dropped or 
or it's already aired. Or after it airs. Right. Right. And the things that are okay to post about definitely would be the commercial work or the, the commercial shoots that you're on. And those are mostly what I will post when it's something that's commercial because that's just, that's okay. Now, do you <laughs> so feel th- those are fun? Do you feel that <laughs> is challenging? Because do you think you get a bad rep that you're just a model? Because I, you're very, very gorgeous. So do you feel like mm-hmm. you get that challenge that like people just put you in a box and you're just a model? I was worried about that for a while, years ago. When I first started, I actually was. It was something that I was worried about, and it seems so silly. But through the course of a few acting classes and and um, just exploring my, my talent, I've learned it's okay to not worry about if people want to put you in a box because you're not. You're not in a little box. You are entirely everything that you are so don't hold back parts of you like th- that are true too don't hold back the being pretty loving your modeling job in order to feel like you are being respected because you have the complete potential to to be both to have this pretty aspect to you but you are also a full person and if somebody wants to put you in a box then that's their loss so i guess for our 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 listeners out there, you're willing to get a job either by pursuing modeling through what they would say the back door or by getting an audition and getting it through the front door by getting hired that way. Is that, is that the, is that the short, Uh, easy way to short, short way to say it? I don't think I understand the analogy. So you could be, you could become really well known as a model and then they hire you because you're well known or they hire you as an actress because they think you're a well, uh, well-established actress. So mm, like, okay. So like, so so- I, I, yeah, I, I understand. Um, I believe that where I am in my career, I would definitely get hired uh, through acting because of right. my talent. Because there, I, I do do modeling jobs, but like I said, it's mostly commercial, which you're not necessarily put in that light. I do do some like swimsuits and some clothing lines that are very pretty, pretty outfits. But for my height and the type of work that I do, it will definitely be that I'm hired through um, in an acting position because of um, an audition that my manager got me of through course. A, a casting. But I, I guess I was just saying that like you would be willing to like pursue modeling and then have them hire you that way too. So because either way you get the acting job. So it doesn't matter if you go through the front door or the back door, you still get the opportunity to be the actress and be, you know, because a talent is a talent, no matter if it if it it's in another industry or if it's pursuing specifically acting. So, I guess I, I, I um, understand. Yeah, um, I think that there's just so much different little things that go on with branding for an actor and why you fit one role and not the other. And, and um, while I'm figuring mine out, it, it might be um, that way that you're saying, but I think that there's. Yeah, there's you never know why why you'll get hired for a job. Oh yeah, of course. Like what it comes down to. So <laughs> I have lots of friends that are specifically pursuing YouTube, and they um they have <laughs> millions of followers, and um so they feel like that they wouldn't have those opportunities to do daytime television or to do game shows if it wasn't for their status on YouTube. So you know mm-hmm. that. Right. Yeah. There's a lot. The, the right, whole exactly. social media aspect is adds a new. Uh, well, it's just another the avenue. Whole entertainment industry. It's just, it's just it another, is. It's just another yeah. avenue. So, right. <laughs> so, 
overall, um, what's your on what's your upcoming um, feels for this pageant when it comes to how you feel? Are you feeling confident? Do you know what the 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 actual field of comp- uh, competitors yet, or is it still up in the air exactly who's who's going to be competing this year? So we have had the opportunity to Zoom with the contestants. I have had to miss the last few Zooms because of work, and I can't see myself making it on the next Zoom calls going throughout till the pageant happens just because of my schedule. But I did have an opportunity to meet the girls, and we are all in a group chat. And I hardly get to respond, but sometimes I'll look through, and they all seem so sweet and so supportive. And every time a girl is going to do some charity work, she invites everybody. Girls are always offering help to everybody else. Um, It's a shame that I can't be more involved with that. But it's nice knowing that when I go, there's going to be a lot of really happy women to be to eventually make friends right. with. So that's the, the gist of everybody that, that, I, the that, must that be, I got. That must be difficult in a state that's so big. So so are you getting invited to go to, Cal- to uh, California, San Francisco mm-hmm. to do events because you have, you have um, competitors in San Francisco and, 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 mm-hmm. and San Diego? Like you must be being pulled like all over the place. Um, that a lot of the girls I know, um, when they do send the invites in the group chat, because we're all aware how big of a state California is, they'll say something like, Hey, if you're in the Bay area, we're doing this beach cleanup. If you're in San Diego, we're doing this beach cleanup. It's a lot of beach cleanups. (laughs) Well, I, yeah, (laughs) I I don't blame. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're very aware because it's there are other contestants like me. We are we're all busy. We're all doing something. We're all very prestigious and ambitious, and we like to be very aware of each other's times and and the traveling <laughs> and the traffic. So we do say, hey, if you're in this area, would come you say to this? <laughs> would you say that most of the people that are competing from Miss California, most of them are actresses? Is that is that fair to say? Uh, surprisingly i haven't noticed that many a lot of girls are uh a lot of them i know are in school or have just graduated okay Uh, i know some girls in there are therapists i've seen some pursuing other um i want to say not um medical but um some kind of doctorate um uh, something you know there's always somebody pursuing something further within their education and i see i've seen a lot of that in california which like you said, I would think that there would be a lot more actors or actresses, but a lot of the girls have had so much opportunity to be in front of the camera every, every now and then, um, if not consistently. And, you know, there's just a wide range of girls. I think something about my generation and everybody in their 20s right now is that we don't just have one thing that we do. Most people are doing have multiple. Things. Right. Exactly. So you'll see a lot of that. But I feel like most of the girls are crazy smart and very focused on their education and then their career which is something outside of entertainment industry right i mean if you've got some people competing for doctorate that that that's pretty legit you know that's yeah some smart women (laughs) yeah i mean i mean women i mean i'm definitely one of the people that believe that women are um um i mean from a genealogical thing women have the perfect geno you have two perfect mm-hmm. gene so i mean mm-hmm. it's my opinion that women are uh, are the perfect specimen and that men are the ones that are, are <laughs> we're the one you know we have you know we have half a chromosome so we so <laughs> we have we have different strengths and weaknesses of and course. i believe that when women when women really embody and take on the 
uh, embrace the feminine aspects of themselves, they're able to reach their full potential. And you see a lot of that in the pageant world where women are unafraid of being feminine, unafraid of being women. And with that comes a lot of the confidence and capability to reach your full potential and take on the world and do all these amazing things and still be pretty. And that's, you see a lot of that. I love the women that I get to meet and be around by being in the system. I just wanted to take one extra second and talk about our sponsor of the week, Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Production. No matter if you're planning a wedding and you need a wedding videographer, you're doing a music video, or you're doing commercial, they are the team to get the job done. You can reach out to them at 443-422-3830. Again, that's 443-422-3830. Or you can go right to their website at mav. Now let's get right back to this great interview. So I always, uh, I always ask my guest to mm -hmm. give some advice. So do you, do you have some tips for pageantry specifically? And do you have some tips for, I guess, getting an agent or getting representation mm -hmm. for modeling because if someone's sitting here saying well you know i really want to be a model but i have no idea how to do that is there any mm -hmm. tips behind that absolutely first of all with anything like i said i'm a natural born writer research is what i'll always go to first and what i'll always give the first advice for so do your research you need to know what type of model you are what category you fit in i know we, we shouldn't be we're not categorized and you can do anything that you want but it's nice to know your own branding and where you would fit in best and the roles that you would be booked for. If you're a fashion model versus a commercial model, if you like to just do promos, if you're going to be a, um, a, an actor, there's so many different types of modeling that you can do. And there's, there's different places and different agencies that fit that. So do your um, research for that. Know whether you need headshots or comp cards or, or well, digitals and, um, figure that out for yourself and then go through the process to figure out the best person to take those pictures, um, where to submit them, just kind of really personalize your modeling experience for yourself and you'll get the most out of it. For pageants, the same, figure out which system fits you. Do you want to go to a platform-based one? Do you want to go to something that's going to help you and get in touch with your femininity? Do you want to just try something that's out there? You know, there's so many different options it's it seems like they're they are all under one umbrella but there's something for everybody so if you don't need to be one specific size look to model act or be in a pageant now you had mentioned earlier in our interview today that you mm -hmm. also are a budding uh um writer so mm -hmm. we'd love for you to bring up and talk about your <laughs> stories do you find that to be the some of the great like, do you find that as a great outlet to allow you to be a, a better actress or do you find it, it's just a great way to maybe pitch ideas that maybe you could pitch and then be in or, or stories that you would want to make or 
So right now I'm working on a, a children's book, which has been one of my favorite things to write out of anything that I've, I've ever written. And it, it, it was an outlet before, but it was always supposed to be a career. But right now what I see it as is something that I get to, to share, something creative. And I'm excited to get that finished and published, hopefully very soon. Um, but it, it is my, my passion, something I go back to, and something that eventually I hope I could expand and you know write for tv take my ideas and figure out first of all i need to get a few things published and figure out what i where i am as a writer and then see where i could go from there do you uh when it comes to your writing do you feel that you want to go down the self-publishing route or do you want to focus and try to get signed with a literary litter agent and go down the traditional route a few years ago, I would have said sign with an agent. Right now, there are so many different outlets that are so much more legit than even just five, six years ago for self-publishing. And I've been looking into that. It's a little bit quicker and it's a little bit uh, more of a, a personalized experience where you don't even have to publish the whole big everything. You can just publish a few little things and then maybe eventually take that to um an agent after you have your footing in with however, whatever stories you have or want to publish. So I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get at least one story out, maybe two, just a few, um, so, you know, just a few copies and see how that goes. And then hopefully get an agent in the near future. Now, by, by the, the point of, uh, by doing that, I guess that's what I'm trying to say by doing that, would that entitle you your trademark or do you, would you, would you still have to some way prove that, that um it was dated by a certain day because i know that for script writers they recommend taking a copy and then actually mailing it back to you with a cod mm -hmm. like sign on delivery so it says mm -hmm. that it was actually delivered on this day so then if anyone ever sues them about the script you mm -hmm. can you can show that like i wrote this script like literally like yes i'm very 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 picky about being copied i'm very uh first i want to hide my stuff so nobody takes my ideas no <laughs> and i'm with you writer. on that i'm but, but, uh, yeah yeah, yeah. that's why I if you really... notice i didn't ask you like the 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 sum up the synopsis of the story but thank you but yes i think that my main interest in self-publishing and getting something out quick is that I'm excited about this story. I love it. I want it to be mine. Just like anybody who's creative, who's an artist, you want your thing out. You want it to be your baby. And once you get more hands involved, of course, that will change a little bit. So I would like to have my first couple books out would be uh, to be the kids' books and to be kind of in exactly the style that I want written like I want. And then, you know, we can go from there. But it's just the first couple ones I want very personalized for me. I mean, wouldn't that be so awesome being Miss California and being able to take your book and then reading it to children at a school? Oh, that or... would be amazing. <laughs> yes, just I mean, if you don't, story. if you don't bring that up as a reason why you want to be Miss California to the judges, like mm -hmm. those, I, I would, I would think that would be such a great way, like teach people how to read mm -hmm. and have great stories. Mm -hmm. And um, I know that you, you. You kind of gave like the the story behind it, but I think it's too valuable. So we should keep that for another day when you have an opportunity to read your story once published. <laughs> and um, I think I think overall, I think it would be such an opportunity, really, to 
to to really grow that that um, illustrating okay. portion of your of your of your body of work. Do you feel like that you could be really fulfilled if you just went into writing, or do you think you would you do you still want to be physically in front of the camera? I think it has to be both for me. As of right now, I definitely I need to write and. I need to be in front of the camera as far as you could say you need something other than food and water and shelter. I definitely do have my heart split in both and I will always write. I'm just, I would write no matter what and it's going to be um, put out one way or another one day and I'm just always going to love being in front of the camera. So I can't see me picking one or the other, but hopefully I'll find a place where they merge. Do you feel that, this is a good stepping stone for you to write an actual short story or a full length uh, movie for you to be casted in similar to what um, Seth Green or, or some of these other well-known actors that literally wrote a movie so that they could be in and then uh, <laughs> went on to be very successful. Uh, actors I think actors. so. I think I'm going, I'm just getting comfortable with writing, especially the kids story that I wrote, seeing how much it, it reflects myself before my writing was never so personalized and I was never picturing myself and my own story in it. Since I have been doing that, I've realized the story has improved greatly. And if I can feel comfortable enough to write kind of from that perspective where this character would be me, I definitely say that as an, as an opportunity, because there's a lot of roles that I get auditioned for or look like I could fit that I just don't feel like I would want. And, you know, if there's this, if the story doesn't exist, that you want to read, write it yourself. And I think that's going to be one place where I'm at, where hopefully my acting career can go the same way. You know, if there's no role that you think fits perfect for you, write it. Well, I know. And, uh, um, we, we had discussed this in detail about how, um, you felt that you want to do things outside your culture dynamic too. So this could be a, give you an opportunity to be, um, go through it more avenues and have more uh, opportunity. So, I mean, I, I hope you do pursue that because um, your story is incredible and I think it would be a great way for you to, I mean, even if you're, even if you do, I mean, kids cartoons or, or kids entertainment is some of the most profitable industry in the entire world. So um, I'm sure as an actress, you probably want to do more like adult content um not the i mean like action maybe our listeners don't know what that means but like um but um you know serious roles right serious roles but like mm -hmm. um you, it sounds like you're very skilled at writing children's content you know giving morals behind the stories kind of things maybe that's good too yes. because we need more of that like i guess the mm -hmm. example i gave to you earlier was the doctor, Dr. Seuss, you know, never, Dr. Seuss never gave anyone a name or a color. They were always a who, who is it, who's it, or what's it, or, you know, and then. Yeah, the, that, that's definitely true. And I was just thinking about, well, I was going to use Stan Lee as an example, yes. but that is true too. Two people who, uh, with Stan Lee's writing, what he likes about Spider-Man and his mask Mm -hmm. he, that he's he's massive. He can be anybody. Right. He can be black. He can, can be, be white. Anybody. Right. Exactly. You can be anybody if you're written. If the way that he writes his characters are so everybody 
can be see themselves as that person and it's the moral within it with dr seuss too somebody you know they're blobs they're colorful they're crazy they could be anybody and that's the that leaves the theme and to be the main aspect of it we can all fit ourselves into these characters what is the story saying and that's something that i i definitely like to focus on i don't i mean not even like to it's something i just naturally do within my writing where the theme is the main part and i see the character but to me the character is a blob and that's something i always have to develop after to but figure out what fun? they look like who they are isn't mm-hmm. it it's more, more fun, fun writing the theme right. yeah exactly writing and the then, story you know let the <laughs> let the reader think that it's you know yellow or purple. that it's them right yeah you know it's because then they'll so buy many, it more. You, they'll buy it more because well, then they feel like they're attached to it because then well yeah like, there's there's so much there's so much about people that are universal within our feelings our journeys everything that's that's unique to our own struggle and unique to our own happiness we can all um, center in some similarities and if you are in my opinion a good writer what you write is a very specific story with those very universal feelings with those very universal experiences that anybody can align to and that can help anybody the point of writing is to for me is to reach people far beyond your reach and far longer than you're here and to mean something to them and that's what I think I can focus on when I write characters and write a story first and then make the character after because for me like I said it's all about the message it's all about making the message cute and fun to where it's universal but it can be anybody and it's still something that's meaningful now you made a comment so i want to ask you the question on this okay Mm -hmm. so to me it would be better to pursue being a storyteller than a writer because a writer to me is someone who goes in after the storyteller makes his mess of a a page and then they kind of trim it down so I would assume they're you would want kind it. of the same thing, though. It's like oh, they uh, are. with writing, it's yeah. You're I'm always in my notebook, and then I go back and I redo it. There's never an end. It's there's not a stopping point if you're a writer. It's not like you put something down and then somebody else really. I mean, editors and all of that, of course, too. But um, the a writer is from the beginning to the end of the whole process, from the thought to when it's. A physically a tangible thing it's just your story it just has to get told and you're going to make sure that it's it's told correctly so there's a lot of just hands-on you writing rewriting you know scratching it out making the changes as it goes the hardest part for me is to write one draft fully before editing so that's something I need to really focus on to make sure I get stuff done because <laughs> I will go back and edit way too much of course I mean I guess from a technical standpoint the writer is the technical per but I would assume that you would you would see that George Lucas as a storyteller and that he's not mm-hmm. really a writer and like Dr. Seuss is a storyteller, not a writer. And then I actually would argue this the different are you, the opposite are you with, George, with, George, George, okay. with George Lucas specifically because what he wrote, he they were they were better than when he um I'm actually oh my gosh, I haven't been into it might be backwards. Let's see, which ones did he write? He wrote um he wrote Yeah, I liked him the, better. Right. The, right, he wrote the uh, the first three and then directed the last three. Yes. If I'm yes. yes, yes. So better writer, better writer than director, <laughs> better right. writer than uh, which I think is the kind of storyteller. I uh, I don't know. I'm I'm a storyteller, but all writers are. You know, that's the thing. You're telling a story, you're creating the picture, and that you definitely need other people to tell you no. <laughs> in in some aspects, well, that somebody like that George is Lucas. true. <laughs> I you mean, definitely need somebody to tell you no and to edit your own stuff to make sure no. that the story gets told the best way. But 
well, I mean, the- and that's why I like being in front of the camera because I'm a I'm a storyteller in front of the camera. I can be a part of the story. I can be a part of something. It's just it is the story that I like. Yeah, that that's a that's a good point that that having someone look over your project and give you criticism is so important. Do you find value in that? I I do. Um, eventually. In the process of verse writers, we're so all oh, are, sensitive, we're so sensitive. sensitive. I know. We're so sensitive. And you, you'll give somebody your story and then you see them make a little face and you're like, what does that mean? What do you say? You know? <laughs> <laughs> so you definitely do have value in them, but you need to get past the point to where your story's in a place to where you're gonna have thick skin and you know, like, I just need this fixed. What do I need? Fix it for me. <laughs> right. Let me see your perspective. But that comes more towards after the story's developed to a certain level. Well, I mean, I asked you for an hour of your time and you, you gracious me with uh, a full hour. So I, I really appreciate you coming on. And I, I mean, you. I think you're going to do incredible at Miss California. And I, I wish you only the best. And I, I really hope mm-hmm. that we can come back and talk to you as Miss California and talk about Miss USA, which is going to be so exciting. Um, yes. <laughs> so maybe this will be the first um miss usa after quarantine so hopefully everything <laughs> will be somewhat normal because uh having a a big a big competition with a huge crowd is so much more fun than having it with a small crowd so absolutely absolutely well thank you so much for having me i had a great time and thank you for you know speaking with me all the times so, and oh yeah, all- of course. yeah i you know <laughs> hey you know we can make this a regular occurrence so i, I really appreciate <laughs> the opportunity and the time Yes, me too. Laura, thank you so much for being on my show. You are a phenomenal person. Do what you need to do to make yourself happy. And people will naturally gravitate to you. And don't let anyone get in your way. As always, I want to thank all of my wonderful listeners for your support and help. I also want to remind everyone that we also have our movie review show with my actor, wonderful co-host, Ivan Carlos, where we talk about movies. And then we also have this wonderful podcast called The Total Focus that you're listening to currently. So please like and subscribe on iTunes and on YouTube. And as always, please stay 